Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now, please find yourself a seat at their table. Hey, cool kids. I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And today we'll be discussing unknown, unpopular comic books that are really good. And we're just going to talk about how certain comic book heroes went from obscurity to eternity, basically, who are kind of somewhat unknown, and now they're in the stratosphere like an, like an Iron Man. So um, we're, I'm really excited to poke PJ's brain because he's the expert in this. We're in headquarters, uh, which is his comic book <laughs> store. Uh, we'll call it HQ. Uh and um, I'm really excited, PJ, to talk to you about these things. I'm always excited to talk about comic books. That's that is my current life, anyways. So I, I, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, and we always start with a childhood memory. And PJ, I'm just I'm kind of curious. What's your favorite like unknown, unpopular like superhero character? You know, and there are a few. Or in any any comic yeah. book character. Well, my favorite comic book character. Anyone who knows me knows my favorite comic book character is Superman. Yep. But he is far from unknown or obscure mm-hmm. or unpopular. He is right. probably among the top. What, right. five most mm-hmm. well-known comic book characters. But that's my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite unknown character um, is The Question. And I'll, I'll dive into that a little yeah, bit deeper. Yeah, I have no idea. I have a question yeah. about that. Yeah, I thought you might have a question <laughs> about The Question. Uh, and I'll dive into that when we start really uh, talking about the, the subject. But he would be one of my favorite uh, most unknown characters. That would probably be my favorite one. Nice. Um, I have a uh, two, I think... They're just, I mean, I think they're known, but they're right. not super popular. Is They're actually both from X-Men, I, uh, Omega Red. Okay. And I was like, uh, Sauron, he was like a pterodactyl yeah, from yeah, X-Men. Yeah. I always like, I had like, the, I had their toys, I had, uh, I always liked them. And I felt like they were really like, especially Omega Red, I think he's right. a very badass character. Yeah. Um, you used to always fight Wolverine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's another character, this one is well known, but I just feel like I'm, I'm still baffled they haven't like made a movie out of him. And this is not, not obscure, but Swamp Thing. I always loved the television show I, as a I kid. I love Swamp Thing. And I, felt, I still feel like, how do, how do they not bring this guy around? You know? Do you remember the old animated series for Swamp I Thing? I love that I have that. the toys. I me loved too. It. it was only a very small series. Yeah, it was, it was quick. And maybe just a season. That was it. I And I had all the toys. Remember you just put one in the refrigerator and yeah. change colors? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I used to love mm-hmm. that in the song, which was Wild Thing, but it was yeah, Swamp yeah. Thing. I used <laughs> yeah. to... I had I had it on uh, VHS. Whoa! They they released like the first one or two episodes, or whatever. It was like a movie, as like the mm-hmm. kickoff. I wore that that tape yep. out so fast. I watched that thing every day, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really funny that you bring up Swamp Thing because um, he he fits the trend of really dark characters mm-hmm. that get flipped around for kids. Yeah. Have you ever noticed they do that yes. a lot? Like mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles was never for kids. Yep. And then they were like, nah, it is now. And then yep. you got that old, what is it, 80s, 90s cartoon. Yep. Why, why do you think that is? Like, why do we think that they take these dark properties? Who's sitting there saying, we can make this for kids? I think mm-hmm. that's wild when they do that. I think they're just looking for something. They, they just just they just try to, they, they go through like, like, I feel like they go through a roller deck of superheroes. Right. Like, oh, this one sounds good. And, oh, okay, it's about a guy who turns into a plant. 
all right, you know what? Make a kid friendly. Or Ninja Turtles, that sounds like a kid thing. You right. know what I mean? Like, I think they just they don't really care about the, or like the mask. Yeah, it's another one. The, the mask is not for kids, but that yeah, movie I think, is. I think someone who wants to make dollar signs sees like, okay, how can I capitalize? Yeah. On? I think that's basically what it comes down to. It's mm-hmm. just it's just crazy. Like, when you, they do it all the time. Like, they mm-hmm. take the darkest, darkest thing and they spin it around, make it into a kid's property. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Like my brain would never say like if you read those in- initial Ninja Turtle comic books, yeah. my brain would never be like you know who would love this a five year old. <laughs> I just right. yeah it's it's they're not like uh, they're not cute looking turtles in those comic books like they're yeah no they're all look mean yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. crazy black like, and white right yeah mm-hmm. I, anyway I just always mind blowing when they make something like like a Swamp Thing is another really dark yeah dark dark. Yep. character the stories mm-hmm. are not child friendly especially the original ones and yep i think alan moore right i think he yeah. did eventually yep. get a different side of it or yeah whatever it is. yeah mm-hmm. his, his run was was crazy i think i actually have them in the store oh nice. um, but yeah it's it's a crazy just thing i don't know anyway mm-hmm. i just find that wild when that yeah. happens so pj i'm kind of curious what are some are the best like unknown um, unpopular comic book superheroes or comics that are not don't get enough love maybe you know or get enough uh, you know, so, uh, I, I think here's what I think when, when I when you talk about comic books that aren't getting love, and and the current books like, here's the thing, now that I'm in a comic book store and I'm ordering books weekly and they pump out so much of the same shit. Really, they do. Right. Uh, like, what do you mean by, mean by that? Like the like like your Spider Man and okay, your X Men okay, okay. and gotcha, all that. Gotcha, gotcha. They pump so much of that out now, where it's like, yeah, I'll get a shipment of books in. And it's 14 different Batman books, like 20 different X-Men book. You get all these Avengers. Like, there's so much of the same. They don't really have, like, when you look at DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. they don't have obscure characters anymore. Yeah. They're just making what's on the, the movies and the TV shows right? so that people will come in and buy them because they're familiar now. So when I think about obscurity and, and, and lesser-known comic book characters, I go right. back right, right, in right. time. And you think about someone like a Deadpool. Yes. Right? Deadpool is maybe the most popular character in the world right now yeah. because of Ryan Reynolds. Yep. That was never like a character that was mm-hmm. made for the masses. It was yeah. It was mm-hmm. really a, a small group of characters, like the cult following, right? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if you liked it and you felt like you were in on the joke when you read those books, yeah. I never liked the character personally. But... I know there was a, a mm-hmm. group of people that would follow that character, and it was like it was their thing. You know yep. what I mean? Like uh, Deadpool's different. Deadpool's different. It's almost, mm-hmm. um, and then it once it turns to that pop culture thing, and Ryan Reynolds does yeah. it. A lot of people who used to follow that character are like, ah, this character's yeah. ruined. It's kind of like almost like punk rock music, yeah. where it's like this is ours, and then Green Day gets signed, or, and then you're like, now it's everyone's yeah. not a one yeah. anymore. Yep, yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, for me, like one of my favorite lesser-known characters is the question. Yeah, you've been talking about that, dude. I don't. If someone pulled a gun to my head and said, like, okay, "What does the comic book question look like?" I'm like, I don't know. Is the guy walk around with a question mark on his chest? I don't. I, I have no yeah. clue. So, I don't know if the guy's like a film noir, yeah. like a Dick Tracy type right. character. I have no clue what he looks like. Nothing. He, he's a or a woman. Who knows? He, he's so well, he's both. Um, oh, they, the mantle was passed on to another oh. character later on, and. Um, but the original character is uh, is Vic, Vic Sage is the character's name, and he was actually created by a a, a, a very very well known um, writer back in the day. But the the thing about this character is uh, where did this character come out? 
When did he come out? Like when? Like, the, like I want to say the late sixties. Oh, okay. Um, is this created, comic? Is this like Marvel DC? I don't know it was keep, created by Charles. I'm gonna keep cutting you off. No, 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 that's fine. Mm-hmm. He was created by Steve Ditko. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which okay. is a like yeah. a legend in the comic book industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, in the late sixties, actually debuted in a Blue Beetle comic book. Oh. Yeah, the original Blue Beetle, and uh, it was not a DC or a Marvel book. It was a Charlton book and Charlton comic books we can have I could have an entire episode just based on the uh, the importance of Charlton uh, published books right. uh, they they've produced so um, so many different characters that don't get the love they deserve but my favorite like I said has always been the question and he he's a, a reporter mm-hmm and he he becomes the question when he's investigating right and he's a man with no face. Hmm. So when you were to look at the question, he wears, like you said, Dick Tracy. Yep. He wears a fedora. Right. He has a like the the coat, right? Like the longer coat. Like a trench coat kind like of a, thing. Yeah, like a suit. Like, but it's like a suit, like a detective might wear, like right. that look. But when he's the question, he has no face. When he puts like a mask on, is that the mask? Or yeah, just, or it's like a power or something. It's like um, it's a mask, and it adheres to his his uh, face with like a, a gas. So like he he puts it on and he pushes a gas and then he it sticks to his face and it, now it looks like he you can't tell who he is because he has no features no eyes no nose no mouth mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just a man that you can't see and uh, he he was created in the sixties and he didn't have a big following but DC bought Charlton Comics mm. and then they kind of started reintroducing them and that's kind of where I met the question. Um, I've gone back and read all the stuff from the 60s because right, right, I was right. enthralled with the character. I met him. I met him. I don't right, know how right. else to say it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him mm-hmm. in the 90s um, when I was really starting to get into to, to comics, right? When I was a right. kid, I read Superman, Batman, the stuff on the shelf. You know, my dad would buy yeah. it for yeah, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when I started to really like love comics and you yeah. want to know everything you about it. deep dives, yep. That's when I found the question. And he and the reason I found the question is there was a series in the late 80s written by uh, Dennis O'Neill. Mm. Denny O'Neill. Um, and for our listeners, if they're not uh, entrenched in the comic book world, mm. Denny O'Neill wrote some of the most well-known Batman comics. Mm. He's a legend right, uh, right. In, in, the, in Batman. And it was... Uh, and I So I knew the name. I'm like, sure. oh, well, this is the guy that wrote Batman, and now he's writing this. Maybe I'll find a, an interest in it. And and he brought to this character like a, a supernatural element where, you know, he, he goes to Nanda Parbat and he learns different techniques for karate and kung fu and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, but he works at a, at a news station. He's a reporter. And when he's investigating... How is he going to find out what he needs to? Well, he becomes the question. Mm. And that's, you know, the the idea of it is, as a reporter, he has to find answers. Right. So he's the question. It's a play on words. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, he, he works at a hub, hub city. And hub city is like, you know how, you know, it's Metropolis and Gotham, right? Right. And people will like compare it to like New York and mm-hmm. you know Metropolis is the good side of New York and then Gotham is like the really shitty part yeah, of New York. Yeah. Hub City is like it makes Gotham look like Metropolis. Right. Right. It's really a bad city, a lot of crime, a lot of corruption. And so the question is the hero of this city. 
and he's always trying to find ways to 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 find out what the what's happening in the underworld. And what I liked about the character is that it's it's not a bright shiny hero. Right. It's always at night. It's mm-hmm. always very dark. It's always like kind of reminds me of like Blade Runner, like that yeah. kind of vibe, like a dirty city. Like a dirty yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And and that's kind of where where that character fits in the best. You can't have this character mingling with the rest because it doesn't make sense for him yeah. to be in a place where it's not that crazy. He's trained by Richard Dragon. I don't know if you've ever heard of that character. That's another obscure DC character. So uh, he knows how to fight, I'm assuming. He knows like how to fight. So he has, yeah. the question has no real super ha- power. Right, no, he just right. knows how to uh, right. box, whatever, martial, yep. martial arts and this. Yep. And this uh, gas mask, whatever he has, right. that manipulates his face they, to be invisible. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he has fought some of like Batman's villains, like the Riddler has been in there. He's done a lot of team ups with characters like Green Arrow. He he sticks to that um, to that level of character, like a street level characters. He's not he's not hanging out with Superman and Green Lantern. Right, right, it, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not where he where he fits in. Um, and you don't hear from him as much. There was one series in, in oh, I'd be hard pressed to tell you the year. We'll call it early two thousands. Right, where it took place in Metropolis, mm. which was a different setting for him. Yep. Because he's not usually in that bright of a city, and the whole the whole theme of that comic was the city speaks to me. I don't speak to the city. The right. city tells me where I need to be. Right, and that's how I know where what questions to ask, what needs answers, what to investigate. Um, and it's a very cerebral character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very like I said supernatural element to it. He's always kind of on the. On the verge of maybe being on the on that supernatural path. Right, right, right. Um, there's a lot where he's investigating things like drugs and stuff like that, like drug deals and gangs, and it it's not it it's not your your typical book when you think of a DC comic. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, um, do you remember? Well, you remember the Watchmen? Yeah, I was just about to say like a lot of Rorschach kind of character. Rorschach is based on the question. Ah. So when they came out with um, with that series with the Watchmen, yeah, well, the Watchmen each characters are kind of like a like a, a goof, like like not a goof, but like you have uh, Bat Doctor Manhattan is basically Superman. Well, right. Uh, so a night actual, owl, that guy so actually, Batman or whatever it, it is. It's actually based on these Charlton characters. So the Rorschach is based on the question. Oh. Um, it's not based on Batman Night Owl. He's based on on their Blue Beetle. Oh, and um, Cap. It's not. He's not based on Superman. It's actually Captain Adam. Oh, right. And it's uh, and the original draft of that book was based on. It was supposed to be the Charlton characters. <laughs> and I guess I don't. I don't know the backstory. Someone would probably know it more than I do. But essentially, I don't know if the, if they thought it wasn't marketable enough, or they didn't, or they felt like they wanted to bring these characters back, so they didn't want to like maybe potentially tarnish them in right. some way. Right. So they so he went out and he made his own mm. characters based on them. But Rorschach would have been the question. It makes a lot of sense. So I was that, about to say this sounds a lot like a mix, especially with the mask. Yes, it sounds like his face. Those the Rorschach yeah, design, that's, you know that. That's exactly that's exactly mm-hmm. what it's based on. Holy crap! So when I talk about my favorite obscure character, he will always be number one. And like I said, they've done a lot with him over the years to make him more supernatural, more mysterious, and things like that. They've passed down his his mantle to uh, 
This is when it got a little goofy for me. They passed... Do you remember... I don't know if you remember the character Renee Montoya from Batman. She was in the animated series. Uh, She's one of the cops. She okay, was, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they wound up they they passed the mantle down to her. Because, oh. And that's when for me I'm like I get it. Like Gotham is a darker city. They want to keep the trademark, but it didn't connect with me because I felt like it needs to be more separate. But you know they they've tried to revitalize the character that way. One of the things they've done recently is they brought back Checkmate. And uh, Checkmate is an underground organization, and they they're always like uh, that goes. He goes that that group fights the question of whatever. Well, he or, winds up being part of them, and uh, he's he becomes more of a conspiracy theorist. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And that's like a conspiracy theorist underground kind of branch of the government right. that's trying to keep things from the, you know, from the public and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But that that is my um, my favorite of the obscure characters. Mm-hmm. And then and that, my, that's a, that's the yeah. part of the DC, and he's still being made today. Or yeah, okay, uh, he's okay. actually had a bit of a resurgence um, mm-hmm. because, like I said, they brought back that Checkmate book and gave a pretty big part. He was in the cartoon. Remember the Justice League cartoon? Yeah, it was like the first two or three seasons, and they rebranded Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, and yeah. they had like all the characters in it. He actually had a really interesting part in that, and that actually made him a little bit more popular for a while. Um, they almost made him like. Uh, like almost like Mulder from the X Files, where he was questioning every questioning ah. everything and uh, big into conspiracies. I, in my mind, there's no reason why he shouldn't have had a movie made yet. You can totally make yep. a very stylized movie with that character. Mm-hmm. Like I, said, I felt like they could make it a good Sin City type yeah, style. Yeah, a very you know? noir. Yep. Yep. I dig it, man. Okay. So, um, and then another one I put on my list of obscure characters was Dead Man. Dead man. Yes. Is this the Undertaker from wrestling? Yes, he, he has a big black hat. No, he's a. <laughs> he actually has an. He's another interesting character. Um, Is this DC or Marvel? DC, DC okay. also. He was uh, a trapeze artist. Okay. And his gimmick in the uh, in the circus was that he uh, he just he almost dies every time until the one time where actually. He dies. dies. <laughs> exactly. And it's uh, is a supernatural element. So he winds up dying, but he doesn't cross over. So he's a ghost. His name is Boston Brand. That's the name of the character. It's a secret identity, if you will. But then what winds up happening is he stays as a ghost, essentially. And he can inhabit other people's bodies. Oh. So you can't see him and you can't hear him. But he's there. And now if he needs to talk to somebody or interact with somebody... He, he has to, his spirit or whatever has to jump into the body of somebody else and he takes over their body. Oh, okay. And then, you know, that's how he can interact. Otherwise, he can't. Right. And I thought that was always a cool gimmick because it's like... Right. Yeah, you know, no, of course. Like, well, I'm curious. I, we you know, I don't know what he looks at all. Is he like... When there's a panel just of that character, is there like a... Is he like a ghost? Like, do you see him? Is he, he like, you know... He wears all... His, his face is all white. Right. right. His body is white, but he wears a... A red circus outfit. It almost reminiscent of like the Flying Graysons, but it's it's all red. It looks kind of like Daredevil-y. It's got a D on the chest, mm-hmm. and because uh, it, but it looks like a circus performer outfit, and but no one knows he's there. You know he's there. The the, the audience, well, the reader knows he's there. Right, but, but none of the right. other characters knows he's in the panel with them. Mm-hmm. He he um he's always teamed up a lot with Batman lately, oh. and Batman always seems to know he's there because he's Batman. And bat, but it, there's always like a fun dynamic because 
uh, Dead Man Boston brand. He's he's more. I don't want to use the word lighthearted. He's like everyone's more lighthearted than Batman, but right. he's got like a. A li- more of a lightheartedness to him, even though he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he can always tell, like, Batman can always tell when he's in someone's body. And in the right. middle of the conversation, Batman will be like, all right, Boston, what do you need? Like, right. And then they team up. And the most recent storyline that Boston brand, Dead Man, had a big part in was called Night Terrors. It's all about, um, about a villain getting into the minds of the heroes in the DC universe. And, uh, and the villain's took place in the nightmares, trying to, to trap the characters in their nightmares. Mm. So they do a thing where all of the characters fall asleep, and then and right. now the villain is trying to, to defeat them. So Batman falls asleep. Right. But Dead Man can't fall asleep. Dead Man's dead. Right, right. So while Batman's fighting the villains while he's sleeping in his nightmares, Dead Man takes over Batman's body. So mm. Batman is asleep fighting villains in his brain, Dead Man is taking over his body and fighting crime in, oh, and, oh, in the, the real, real world. In the real, in the real right. world. Oh, okay. It's a very unique, very different take on things. And, you know, you find out Dead Man can't get tired in Batman's body because Dead Man's just a ghost using the body. It's like right. your car's not going to get tired. Your bike's not going to get tired, right? Right. So when the villain is inevitably beaten and Batman finally wakes up, he can't even move. He's like, he right. needs like right. weeks of recuperation because Boston Brand uh, overused his body. Mm. So is there like a, like a, like what's his limitations? Like does he have, he only has 24 hours of being a body? Like can he go He can and, be in it as long as he wants. Okay. You know, there's no limitations. He can go biggest, into women, all that kind of stuff? He can go into anyone Kids. he wants. Yeah, whatever okay. he wants. Dogs, uh, can he do animals? Or? You know, he, they've never, I don't think they've ever done it, but I think he could, yeah. Right. Okay. The, um, the limitation or the, the thing for him is that he doesn't want to be dead. Right. right, or or he didn't want to die, but now that he's a ghost, he would rather be dead. But he but he can't cross over, so he's stuck, and mm-hmm. he's stuck in a purgatory of real life that right. he can't enjoy. And what makes what drives him to be a detective? Just because he's like he feels a sense of responsibility. Or, Basically, he's okay, just like I should use his power to do something, or maybe right. if I do this, I'll get granted to head. Exactly. Kind of thing. Like maybe I have to do something right. good. Yeah. Okay. No, nice. So those those are two obscure characters that I I generally. Um, have an affinity towards him. And he's still around Dead Man. He's still yeah. being produced. Okay. Yep. Um, he doesn't have his own book right now, but he was a big part of, like I said, that Night Terror story that just ended. He shows up in Batman books a lot. The Question doesn't have his own book right now. He did have a limited run in the DC Black line a couple of years back. He's been in the Checkmate book, like I said, for a while. He, he pops in and out. He's a character that they don't keep around a lot. They bring him out when they need... That sort of a character. They don't publish mm-hmm. them regularly anymore. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so with that, yeah. So PJ, I just I kind of want to talk about other superhero characters who just went from like, I'll just say from like from nobody to somebody, and I'll just kind of because you know when you were when you and I were kids, I remember you you kind of gave me the the like comic books one on one, you know, and like like I remember like. Um, like I got Thor comic books, yep. but no one knew who Thor. I knew because of you, but like my mom didn't know. Right. My dad, my dad knew because he right. was a kid. He had that, but like other people, my brother didn't know Thor. Right. But all these other characters now went from like nobodies to somebodies. Like I said, like everyone knows who mm-hmm. Thor is, and I, I think what probably the, I think I'm gonna ask you this question because I know Marvel. They always said their biggest character was Spider Man. Yep. Right. 
Do you think now their biggest character is Iron Man? You think he's you think he's the, the number one guy now? In in the movies, he definitely is. In the comic books, now. No. Okay. So, here's what Marvel did with those movies, and and you know we talk about heroes who went from obscurity to to yep. the height of popularity, yep. right? Um, so when they were making those movies, when when Marvel started making the movies, they were limited as to what they could do because they had sold off a lot of the rights. Mm. So Spider-Man was sold to Fox, Sony. Spider-Man so, yep. was sold to Sony. X-Men, I think, was sold to Fox. Yep. Uh, Daredevil might have been Fox also. I believe so. Mm -hmm. But all of their characters were kind of, they were going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And they needed to find a way to make money to keep the, the company afloat. So they started selling off their rights to make movies to these other other companies. Um, they did a thing with Universal. That's why they have the, the Marvel World or whatever yep, in yep. there. Um, which they're kicking themselves in the in the ass for now because Disney would love to have a Marvel park and they can't. Yep. Um, but but that's what happened. They sold them off. So now they want to get into the movie business because now they're no longer bankrupt. They're becoming very popular in the comic book world again. Um, they didn't have a lot to choose from as to what they could make movies on. So the one of their characters that they had that had a long history was Iron Man. Yep. So they said, well, we'll start with Iron Man. He was an Avenger. He's not completely unknown but he's not the most popular or yep. anything like that. That's why they started with Iron Man. And if you didn't have Robert Downey Jr., that movie would have went nowhere. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. sold that, that yep. entire movie on it. He carried that universe on his back, if you ask me. But mm -hmm. um, So you have a character like Iron Man, and now he gets that bump. And everyone wants to read the Iron Man books. And for a while, they were very good because they were really trying to push that as their top guy because of the movies. Generally speaking... There are very good runs on Iron Man. He's not perpetually good or habitually good. Right. He's he's still, when you read those books, a lower tier book. There, There's not an amazing run. Mm. There are times it's very, very good. He's more popular. He gets he, he sells more now than he would have in the past. But it, the book itself is still not the most popular one being produced. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um because I know, like, from you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know, um, I want to tie this into to Captain America because I know, I think the way I think originally his character, um, I think came from like um, maybe like the the Vietnam, right? And then that's what he gets captured, and that's how he kind of becomes the, the power. Like which one, uh, Iron Man? Iron Man, right? And yeah, then when they he, made the movie, they made like he basically is from like you know he goes to Afghanistan. Yeah, they, they kind of updated. They it. have to up. They updated for the movie. Absolutely. But that's his first yeah. origin. It's Vietnam, right? Um, or was it Vietnam or, or was it? It might have been. Yeah, in, I'm trying to think. It was the '60s, so that had to be Nam. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And but I it was the same origin that they did in the movie. It was just a different yeah, war different because war. they had to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Timely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just um, and this other superheroes and you correct me if I'm wrong, PJ, with this one too. Captain America was like huge, like back in the '40s because mm -hmm. he had World War II, and right. then he went like basically he was like becoming like like obsolete, and right. then they they invented the Avengers that brought him back, back. to yeah, exactly you know they, he comes out of the ice yep mm -hmm. yep and then this and then almost I feel like now he kind of came back another resurgence just from all the movies you yeah. know now Captain America mm -hmm. has had some fantastic runs right um, since those movies have come out and even a little bit before those movies but um, there are times like you said he was a nobody yep the stories weren't good the character wasn't interesting right C Captain America and Superman to an extent 
uh, have a stigma that they're not the most interesting character yeah. because they're too good. Right, right, right. And, and Captain America falls into that trap. He's a Boy Scout. He's... Uh, you know the uh, perfect gentleman right He's no flaws or no flaw no, exactly uh, like inner turmoil kind of thing right or and so a lot of people will find that if it's not written perfectly it becomes a little, little boring a little right. uninteresting um, but the movies kind of gave him a resurgence but there have been uh, a number of uh, of Captain America runs even recently that have been really stellar to the point where Captain America is one of the bigger heroes Um they're still using the two Captain Americas right now. You have Steve Rogers and you have Sam Wilson. They are sticking with the the, the double uh, Captain Americas, which then I don't think they'll ever get away from at this point. I don't right. think they'll ever go back to just Steve Rogers being Captain America. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll make Sam Wilson just the Falcon anymore. Right. But but there have been really good runs. Who, who I don't know, jumping all around. I'm just kind of curious. Like they like like they're three like everyone like for DC they're they're top. Like their main guys are Batman, Superman, and I think Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's correct? the tr- they call them the Trinity. Okay, yep. who's the Holy Trinity for for Marvel? I've got to be Spider Spider Man for sure. Is it, is it? I'm gonna guess Wolverine or no? I I would say yeah, that's probably their number two guy. And or then number who's one. number three? Like I really can't. Was like, is it Iron Man or is it Captain America? You know, because you're not gonna pick Kronos. It's not gonna be Thor. No, you know, it's not it's, gonna be. You know, yeah, there's an argument to be made that it could be the Hulk. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. You know, there, there's an argument there where the Hulk is maybe their their top guy. You got to look at it in terms of visibility and recognition. You know, the the one thing I always say, uh, look, I read all the books, DC and Marvel. Yeah. I don't discriminate. I like mm-hmm. a lot of both. I lean DC um, mm-hmm. when it comes to my favorite characters. DC has more iconic characters. There's no way around it. Uh, um, mm. The Justice League, you know, people will make fun of Aquaman. Right. But everyone, you can ask anyone on the street who Aquaman is, mm-hmm. and they'll laugh and be like, "Ah, oh, he talks to fish." Right. They'll remember him from the Super Friends cartoon, right? Yep. Oh, that's the guy with the goofy orange shirt, and he rides around the giant seahorse or whatever. Right. But you know who he is. He's an icon. Yep. yep. You go out and ask, uh, you know, a hundred people who Namor is. Right. They're not gonna know. No. Nope, Some no of them will because they've seen the movie now. Right. Take that last, you know, Black Panther movie out of the equation. Yeah. Not many people unless you're into Even Chicago. that character, Black Panther was not a... He was a no-value He was also. a no Like, besides people like us, yes. Right. I'm talking about the mainstream They people. wouldn't know Now my Black dad Panther. knows or my mom right. knows. He's become a household name because of the movies. Yeah. But that's another character that was a nobody. I would think Marvel's biggest characters as I look around trying to see what sticks out to me. Spider-Man 100% would be on there. Wolverine is always very popular. I would, I would, I would personally say the Hulk. That's a really good one. I That's, completely forgot about him. That's a good you one. You know, they don't have not Captain America though. I mean, he's up there for he's them. Like probably like top five. Like yeah, top absolutely. 10, like yeah, mm-hmm. I just think in terms of recognition. Yes. Yep. yep I yep. think the Hulk is still mm-hmm. the Shield is an, an a recognizable symbol. His Shield, the Captain yeah. America Shield. Yeah. I just, I think maybe he's in your four, your number four, or number five spot, definitely. Yeah. But. They, the the Marvel characters, to me, I mean, maybe Fantastic Four as a group yep. would be mm-hmm. a top three. Instead of the Hulk, maybe you would mm-hmm. say the, the yeah. group together. Yeah. I think DC, I agree, has like the more iconic. But mm-hmm. I do like the you know, the gallery. I think, they have a, I think Marvel does have a more tasty mm-hmm. like bunch of characters more right. than DC. DC, I think, has those main dudes, and that's it. 
I, like, I think besides like these on like the question or the, I mean, I'm talking you, about like, yeah. when you I mean, look you think at about DC, the Spider-Man's, I'm yeah. you all, but it's just the Spider-Man villains I love. Right. Like the, oh, the best, some of the best villains, the X-Men heroes. Spider-Man is some of the best villains in all of comic just, books. That Probably could, the top. You could even argue it was better than yeah. you know. Um, D- DC, what, what DC has is they have Superman, they have Batman. They have Wonder Woman. They have the Flash. Yeah. You have Green Lantern. Yeah. Aquaman. These characters, you know, they're Harley Quinn. Har- Harley Quinn. Now. Yeah. Yep. These Joker. Are, I mean, I mean, all, all the Batman villains are the, they're the best. Batman absolutely. Villains. You know, yeah. I mean, even as someone like Alex Luthor, like he's yep. mm-hmm. a household name. Like these are characters that, in my opinion, transcend comic books more than a lot of the Marvel characters do. Mm-hmm. The, when Marvel has, like you said, a, a variety of, of different types of characters, mm-hmm. but they, other than your Spider-Man, like, how many have reached the, the, the level of a Batman or a Superman? Probably not many. No way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... The only one who's on that same, like, the Mount Rushmore of, like, super superstardom mm-hmm. is gonna... I think if you picked up your top four, I think it would be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and I think Spider-Man. That's yeah. the... The biggest superheroes of all I time. Agree. Those, those, I think so. I, those I agree. four right there. Those the only that's the burn of his row right there. Yeah, that's those are your top guys. And you know, anything Stan Lee had a piece in is gonna be good. So, you know, yep. Stan Lee created Spider Man. Yep. Created mm-hmm. the X Men. Yep. He didn't create Wolverine, but he created the X Men. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are Marvel characters that I I like. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think that they will ever reach the heights of a Superman or a Batman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. I think, and just go, I'm just curious, PJ, your opinion of these other characters who've been from, like, basically nobody's to somebody's Ant-Man. I mean, could you imagine, <laughs> like, back in the 90s, you and I hanging out? Because I remember you telling me about him. Yeah. Well, there's a dude who actually goes, you know, um, you know, can talk to ants and all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know what he looked like. Right. You know, but I remember you, I, I swear to God, I remember you talking about him. It's like Ant-Man. I mean, that itself, you know, Paul it, Rudd does a great job. But Paul Rudd's that, great and everything. He's a very likable guy. The The thing with Ant-Man, I mean, that movie is not my favorite. I like the first one. I actually like the newest one. Oh, wow. I which like is the one everyone one. seems to dislike. That's the one I like the most. Wow. Um, I I like the character. You know, the, the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, had an interesting storyline. There was the whole thing about his... his, his abusing his wife which was one panel where he slapped his wife and right it, i'm not you know saying it was okay right but i mean if you look at the time that that book came out in and the story yes. around it mm-hmm. and it defined that character for years and they never let it go to the point where they had mm-hmm. to replace him and they put a different character in there and that's paul rudd's character is mm. scott lang there have been other ant-men as well uh my favorite was the irredeemable ant-man mm. which was like a just a real scummy guy that Basically stole the suit and was wearing it around to like, and he would like, right. he would turn into, you know, he would shrink down real small and like right. sneak into like women's locker rooms where they can't see him when they're right, in their right, shower right, and right, stuff. Right. And he was the, ir- Eric O'Grady, I think was the character's name. He was the irredeemable Ant-Man. <laughs> and right. I always thought that was a great run in the book. The art was yep. great. It was funny. It was different. But he's, you know, he's a household name because of that movie, but they don't make an Ant-Man comic book right now. Yeah, yeah, You can't yeah. buy an Ant-Man comic. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious about these other two. Um, I, I always liked this character, and he he's another one who became from nobody to somebody, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. So Doctor Strange is often in the uh, uh, overlooked because his books are... 
they're a little heady. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like science or magic mumbo jumbo that doesn't always. <laughs> it's like it's sometimes it's a bit much. I know, I know you don't really like much much magic. Yeah, you like sci-fi. I like sci-fi. Yeah. Right. For <laughs> me, always, I'm like I was thinking you saying there was one of the episodes like I need an alien. I need, yeah. <laughs> I need I need I need something grounded. Yeah. Which I get. Which I yeah. understand. Yeah. I, get, I, I get that. Like to me, the magic doesn't always sit well with me. I have a book right here in front of me though called Strange. It's a Marvel Knights run. Very good. The idea of his origin, I always found interesting. Right. You know, he was an actual doctor. His hands get broken in the accident. Now he can't perform medicine. Tries to get himself healed, and he, you know, becomes the sorcerer. It's interesting and it's unique. And the movie, I think, the first movie is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. I I don't. What yeah. I think what hurts that film is the he didn't need a love story. His character I agree. Really loved it. But I love the ending. Remind me of Star Trek. Yep. I don't want to spoil it. I know it's been out for a while because I think it's worth watching. You know, but, oh, but I, I love the ending. I, I do like the ending of I that, too. I think it's a bit too short of the uh, the, yeah. know, the the villain fight. We know it's because he's going right. to fight somebody. But I was very Star Trek-y. He was very smart. Almost th- Twilight Zone-y. You know, yeah. what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? no, I, I agree. I didn't like the second one very much. Um, that was the multiverse of madness. Oh, uh, I didn't even see it. I honestly, not, I, mean, I can't review I didn't see it. But for me, I, I know like Sam Raimi made it. Yeah. But... I just know from like the trailers and other people, it's like I feel it's really more about what's that name? That's, that's that girl, Scarlet Witch, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Why not... are they doing that? Just I want to be on. Well, I guess we'll get into that shortly. Yeah. Just about like the lack of focus, but um, I'm just curious about this other one, PJ, Captain Marvel. But besides the action, I'm just talking what, about the character. The car- which the Captain Marvel? Oh, uh, I guess Brie Larson. Okay. I know this too, right? There's... So because there's the DC Captain Marvel, who now we only call Shazam. Wow. Yeah, okay. that was the original Captain Marvel. Why did he change the name to Shazam? Because he would, they, 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 the, the Marvel got big or some shit so, back in the day? He was originally made by Fawcett Comics. DC bought Fawcett Comics, but he was his name. the name of that character was Captain Marvel, and he got his powers by shi- shouting the name of the wizard Shazam. Mm-hmm. It was the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the speed yep, yep. of that, whatever, right? And. And he would say it, and he would become Captain Marvel. And uh, fun fact, Elvis's favorite superhero is Captain Marvel Jr., huh. um, which is the sidekick of, of Captain Marvel. Wow. That's Elvis's favorite superhero, Elvis Presley. I did not know that. Yeah, so he was Captain Marvel. Now, that was the name of the book, but the Marvel also had a character called Captain Marvel, and it got a little... Sketchy with the copyright. The, I think they let the copyright lapse and then Marvel secured the copyright. They couldn't call the book Captain Marvel anymore. DC. They couldn't call. So they wound up calling the book uh, The Power of Shazam mm. because he would yell Shazam and he becomes the power, right? Oh. So, he, But his superhero name was Captain Marvel. But over time, they just started uh, to oh. phase that out and he just became Shazam. The reason that that is stupid is his name is Shazam. He has to say the name Shazam to get his powers. So if everyone was like, hey, what's your name? Shazam, bam. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck. I, I right. lost my powers. Right. This is stupid. And that kind of killed the character for a while. They didn't write him perfectly. Then there's the Marvel Captain Marvel, the Marvel Comics Captain Marvel, who was Brie Larson in the movies. Um, I don't really have an issue with Brie Larson. People seem to hate her. I, the character itself is a dud. Mm-hmm. The movie was awful. That movie is bad, it's terrible. man. The character's a dud. The original Captain Marvel um, f- in Marvel Comics was a. Uh, his name was Marvel, and he was uh, he was an alien, just like in the movies or whatever. Uh, and and Marvel um, he dies, and it's the only character Mar- and only comic character death really that has stuck. They've never brought him back. 
There's a very emotional death. He dies of like cancer in the books. Jesus. And uh, and then he has his son Genisvel, which is right. <laughs> kind of right. <laughs> so then, right. So then eventually um, Carol Danvers um, winds up becoming Captain Marvel. She was Ms. Marvel was her name, and yep. she winds up taking on the mantle of, of Captain Marvel. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The character is a dud. Some of the books have been okay. Right. Um, I have the the first time she makes her full appearance as Captain Marvel mm-hmm. isn't even in her own book. It's in a Spider-Man book. Wow. She makes her her first appearance with the name Captain Marvel in an issue of a, I think it's Avenging Spider-Man. I forget the number. So she doesn't even make her debut as Captain Marvel in her own book. Right. That should mm-hmm. tell you how how that character is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more things I want to ask you about, PJ. Then I have a third. Little mystery question that All I came right. up with about you inspired by the question. Okay. Okay. It has nothing to do with the question, but okay. anyway, um, I'm curious your thoughts about the Suicide Squad because I did I I you know I never really knew about the Suicide Squad until I started to the film. I love the concept. Uh, unfortunately, the first film is one of the worst films ever, in my opinion. That movie um, suffered from. The second an, one's great though. I, I love the second one. Was the first one suffered from. Uh, Studio interference. Oh, studio interference. That was not the movie he wanted and to make. Um, and they were in the problem with that whole Snyder verse of movies yeah, falling apart. Just, and yep, yep. That movie became a, a casualty of, of all of that. Mm-hmm. The comic book, the original ones, I think it was uh, Ostrander who who came up with it. I like the idea. Um, and, they were in the, and the comic books, was it like, did you have like, was it all like the B-like villains who were in it? Or yeah, like, it did you was, ever have like a Joker? Obviously, he's not gonna die. It's usually like your death, uh, your death strokes, or your um, dead shots, or your. Yep, yep, yep. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Harley in the beginning. That was added on way later on. Mm-hmm. But the idea of a bunch of villains trying to earn their freedom by taking a—they're called they're, they're the Suicide. They're Task Force X. Is the name of that group? It's like a government right, thing. Yep, yep. And they're the Suicide Squad because. Every mission is a suicide mission. Yeah. And if yeah. they go against it, they blow up the bomb implanted in their neck and the person dies. That's why yeah. they're the suicide squad. It's a great concept. There have been some excellent, excellent runs. There have been some shitty runs like any other book. I love the idea of it. I don't think Harley needs to be part of it. No. I think that's just oversaturation of the character. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of mm-hmm. that book. I like the original run. I like some of the more recent ones. Yeah. Um, I, I just think... We th- sometimes they do this rotating cast of characters where they're like, Harley's mm-hmm. going to be in it for a while because she's real popular, and then King Shark will be in it because people yeah. think a talking shark is funny on the Harley Quinn TV show. Right. Let's put that character in the yep. book. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't go for that. Just give me a team, right, and keep it that team, right. Mm-hmm. And no one, very rarely, does anyone actually earn their freedom, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it's best in short bursts that that concept. Sure. Give me a mini series of that, you know, maybe four to six issues. They do a mission, maybe they guest star in like a Justice League book. I, I think that's better than giving them their own title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Well, in the movie, the second one I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn really made a fun movie. The first one should have been good, and it wasn't. No way. No way. Um, my last thing I want to talk about quickly is this guy is one of the best villains of all time. Now he's really rose there. 
uh, in my opinion. I knew about him before the movies and all that stuff. Is you gotta give it. He's. I think he's. I think he. Has, I think his cousin might be Darth Vader. It's Thanos. I mean, he's the <laughs> new Darth. He's the new Darth Vader of this of this generation. He is. He's the villain. You know. I know they ruined Darth Vader to a degree. Now he's not as. They kind of took his balls out, really. But uh, Thanos. He's he's bad. He's a bad boy. And, Only and, in the movies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In the in the, the in, in the, the comics. Co- right. It, so so in the comics, the reason he does the whole thing is he wants to impress Lady Death. I was gonna say like that and Lady because it almost sounds weird. That was almost is it like a supernatural thing or was she a, a hero? Was she like a god? She's or? just like Death, like you a know? Grim Reaper kind yeah. of thing. He wants to impress Lady Death, and so he's gonna kill everyone to do it. Right? Does he like? Does he has a hot for her? Is that yeah, to go? Okay. that's that's basically what it is, and it's just like it was not. If you read that comic book, that the the Infinity Gauntlet and all that right. mm-hmm. is nothing like the movie at all. Um, would you argue the movie's better? The con. I'm talking about the con. Not like you know. Like yeah, the, I would the, say the storyline of the movie is right. way better than the one from the comic. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't even question that. Right. The the movies. So took, I don't think the movie would have worked if he had to like impress some it woman and right. It, it made wouldn't it, feel right. Yeah, him the, just being a nut. The like problem as, you know. with the movie. This is gonna make me sound like a, a nut. Is that <laughs> Thanos was right? <laughs> I know. I love these kind of. I, I, <laughs> I That's the problem with this. the movie. They don't make him a villain. Well, that's what made his his character very interesting because <laughs> his don't be objectively. He he brought up like a you know we're uh, you know I think of like the Matrix about Agent right. Smith. He's like yep. human race is a virus and we got to yep. put ourselves in check. Obviously, I'm not none of us are advocating uh, for human extinction or yeah, I mean, <laughs> eradication. I'm or not anything. saying that we should kill all the humans. I'm just but, saying right. The, the point that he made in the movie is the that... Yeah, yeah, it makes him interesting. Yeah, because the idea was everyone's everyone was like, well, instead of killing half the, the population, right. he could have doubled the resources. Right. But the whole point that he was trying to make is it doesn't matter if we have one of something or a billion of something. People are going to waste it and abuse it, and it will be gone regardless. Right. If we have less people, the resources will last longer. And right. he's not really wrong. Right, right. No, that's right. the thing. He's right. not wrong, right. and what he makes him a villain is he's killing right people, right. which is bad. Which is not good. It is not good. <laughs> that's not good for you. It's not good. You should kill people. But I mean, like, if you got rid of half the people, it right. does solve all of the issues in the in in the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be a bit of extreme. Yes, no, I mean, think about it. Right. Like, what's the problem? This is the biggest problems we have. Well, if you eliminated, like, let's say, half the population, I think you would still have like issues between certain countries. Like, well, it depends because half of those that right. country might be gone. Well, let's say you had the Thanos rings or gauntlet, right? right? You say, "Okay, I'm going to wipe out the half population of each country." Let's say <laughs> right. you still might have beef between, right, right. you know, I guess. Israel, maybe, you know. Uh, uh, I get it. You don't, I mean, you could, if I had the gauntlet or you had the gauntlet, we could pick and choose. That's right. the thing. That's the oh, my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We get really sick and twisted. <laughs> but, I mean, he's not, the thing in the movie is he's, he's just not wrong. Right. And so, yeah, you don't want to kill all the people. Right. I think, I think, um, well, I, I think that's what makes, uh, you can't really make, you know, <laughs> something about Darth Vader for a second, because. You he wasn't a bad guy either. Right. Well, they made him... I think they made him... I guess we'll... Slight... Slight side detour, up. but... Slight detour. Okay, so it, I feel with the original trilogy with Darth Vader, you know, Anakin's right. arc. Mm-hmm. I never... He never... I think we talked about this in our Star Wars episode, yeah. but I guess we'll go deeper into it for a second. I feel like he never... I never... Even when I was a kid or as an adult, 
before even the 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 prequels, yeah, before they came out, I always felt for me, I always thought he was just a really really good soldier who used like, um, like an ancient religion to like elevate his right. game. That was it. I never felt he was like. I never thought. When I saw Darth Vader, I, I felt like he, he lived by, like, a code. Like, I felt like he'd be like, I'm not going to, um, like, kill kids. Like, I have my right. drawing lines. I'm a, I'm a soldier of war, but I'm not going to kill kids. Well, they changed that. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, do I feel like Darth Vader would kill a woman? For sure. Yeah. Like, he'd probably be like, look, I'll give you one. Like, you get one, you get two strikes, that's it. Right. You know, that would be it. Like, but he's not going to deliberately, like, I don't right. see him just executing people for, like, for joy. It always be for, like... A military right. reason, or to keep people in line. Right. It was never to be like he never got off at it. He right. didn't like take his helmet off and like have a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I feel but, like. But then when they had the prequels, they like. I think George Lucas went like, "Oh my God, he's the most fear man. We gotta have him kill kids." I don't <laughs> think I never thought of that. So when I saw him in the ears wiping out, I laughed. Younglings, oh, I loved it. I mean, of course, the sick part of me loved it because I, I thought, thought it was hysterical. Great. But I never felt. That the anyway, kids like that's the Skywalker. What the, are we gonna? He's like, right. that's it. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you think about the, if you really think about the movies in the timeline they're made, it's like then Darth Vader can't be redeemed because once you start killing kids, you can't <laughs> say you can't have Luke say, "Dad, you're actually a good guy." Like, no, bro. Like, <laughs> he killed a bunch yeah, of kids. you should be definitely dead. Yeah, that's why well, you know. Well, I think with Thanos, he doesn't have that redeemable uh, quality because he's just. He's just killing you know, everyone. Right, he's just killing everybody. And I, uh, but here's I, the other thing about Star Wars. Do I think he gets Wars, off on it? The Empire wasn't wrong. <laughs> the Empire's oh. <laughs> not the villains here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I don't mean to make a joke out of things, but if we just talk about the original Star Wars, the right. episode four. Right. There's a government. Right. Now, now, whether you're a fan of the government or you're not a fan of the government. Right. Like, there's a government and they're governing. Right. For better or worse, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's a government building, right? Which, <laughs> right. which is the Death Star, right? For, think about it. The Death Star might as well be a White House, right? right? Right. It's where the leader of the government lives. And then these radicals, right, take a spaceship, right, and fly it into the building, right, and blow it up. <laughs> And we're like, know, but, the heroes are right, here. Right, but, but they also blew up planets with the Death Star. You they know? did, but again, the White House. Right. We have done some questionable things. Right. We consider ourselves the hero in everything that we do. <laughs> right. And we're like, bleeding red, white, and blue, motherfucker, America. Right, right, right. We have done some questionable shit. But we accept it because we're doing it. Right. I, you're right. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so take that and apply that to Star Wars. The government has done some questionable shit. And yeah, it's probably not good. But if you're if you're there, right. well, you're okay with it because, well, we did it. So right. then the, the, the rebellion... Are essentially terrorists. Right, 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 right. And I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess they say, I guess this, it comes from your point of view, like right? Where you're from. Well, war. that's what Obi Wan says. Everything right. is true from a certain point of view. Yep, yep, yep. Um, they they made Darth Vader irredeemable by having him kill the kids. I yeah. agree. Although so. that's one of the best scenes in the movie. I thought <laughs> it, I right. thought it was hysterical. Right. I couldn't help it. So. I still sometimes I just watch it because it's funny. Oh yeah. It's oh, just yeah. the. I don't know if it's the acting. Right. I don't know if it's the oh, kids. It's, it's all. Of it. It's, it's all. Just, of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. All of it. Order 66. It's just, it's just everything. It's just... It's it's 
it's a great comedy, really. I mean, I, I mean, and I love Star Wars, and I find the positive in anything that has an opening scroll. But it, right. it, there are some things where you're like, that was something, that was a choice that we've made here, guys. Right. And I, I thought Order sixty six in retrospect has a lot of like, especially with the Clone Wars cartoons when they right, show right, it, right. they've really rehabilitated it to the point yes. where it's where it's very awesome. Right. But sometimes in the, when it first came out, you're like, ooh, that was rough. Yep. Um, and to bring it back to Thanos, uh, you know, they show, you know, him with Gamora and how he supposedly cares for his daughter and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all that other shit. And they don't really do a good job of making you feel like he really does. Right. Like when he pushes or when he pushes or like off that fucking cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. just like. This shit's goofy as fuck, man. Right, right. Really, I actually enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed it. Like not mean, like in a sick way, more like I'm like, all right, this movie's got some balls. You know? I, I felt more impact emotionally, and I think you're supposed to. Yes. When Black Widow and Hawkeye, and they're both trying to kill themselves so the other one doesn't have to. Yep, yep. That, I thought yep. that scene was a, a very beautiful scene in the yep. movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought when like <laughs> when Thanos it looks like Grimace. He's right. all and he wakes up and he's got like, he's, like pool, he's got like the right? one tear like yeah. he's fucking on a like a, like the guy in the butter container. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like, what's happening? And, and I don't know, but the movie was definitely better than the book. Yeah, for I, sure. I like and just circling it back, I think Thanos is a good, great villain. Maybe not in the comic books, but it, but in the, right in now, the movie, oh culture, yeah, yeah, absolutely. great villain. He's with there with Darth Vader. I agree. So PJ. Um, this is my question for you. Um, okay. I'm just curious because we're talking about obs obscure characters, some who get love, some who don't. So this person did get a movie made. It was awful. It's oh the boy. Green Lantern. Oh, boy. So I do think this – I think right now we know superhero movies are, are – they're, they're dying out right now. They're they really are. And I'm okay with that. Me and too. I could use a I break. I think we need, we need space. We need like one or two a year now. Yeah, we don't need 20 of these things. Yep, exactly, which is fine, you know, but – Maybe Disney and the other studios think differently. But anyway, I do think Green Lantern is a character that they, they and the one reason I wanna I wanna talk about these 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 obscure characters, we've seen the Batmans and the Supermans. It's the reason why these movies are huge is because they're I put my hands in quotation, like new characters. You know, like right. finally these unknown characters are getting some love. That's why they're huge. Right. Iron Man, Thor, yep. Ant Man, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange. Um, even the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who yep. the hell is that? Right. You know, it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence. All these names I just mentioned are some of the biggest bangers. Yeah. That's always gonna make you money, but but I feel like Green Lantern is one they can really. I think for DC they can absolutely you need a fresh. So mm -hmm. my question to you, PJ. Yes. Because uh, I have my two choices. Okay. Who would you want to direct it for real? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Who would I, I want know, to I know. direct? I'm, I'm, okay. For the folks at home, I just I just. Gave PJ this question just now. Just now. And he has no time to think about it. Do you want me to go first who I would pick? Maybe that give you... Maybe yeah, yeah, give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, okay. you go first. And okay. Then... So I picked two, PJ. Okay. And I and I, I, I didn't write... I didn't... I had it written down. And okay. And I forgot to actually bring it with me. So, <laughs> um, the first dude who I think would be, if a studio was, was here, that like, Mike, I think we might go with that direction. Okay. Is Mike Newell. I think I pronounced his name correctly. He's an older gentleman now. He's 81 years old. So I don't think this guy would... Maybe have enough energy to do it. Maybe I can be wrong. Maybe he has the energy of Mick Jagger. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. But this is the same guy who made, um, like, these are the big films that you're going to know him from. Is uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Donnie Brasco. Okay. Harry Potter and the po uh, the mm -hmm. Goblet of Fire. Yep. Prince of Persia, one with Drake Gyllenhaal. Um, and I just feel like this guy would get, 
Green Lantern. You can't you, you to make the Green Lantern work. If the folks at home, uh, basically, the Green Lantern is a guy who puts a green. I'm making this a short version here. Yep. He's a guy who gets a, a, a ring. I'll say I don't want to use. I'll say has some magic. I'll say some magic elements. Basically, when you wear the ring, you can use your imagination to come. Right. You can make yourself mm-hmm. a car. You can make a giant fist to punch someone. You make a fell self fly. Blah 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 blah. And the one that came out with Ryan Reynolds was just really like CGI overload. I don't even know how to describe that film. It felt like almost like, like too much of it a. Was, I know Ryan Reynolds is a comedian, you know. But it was it felt, too much though. It felt like yeah, it was like yeah, a, I agree. It was just way off. But I think someone like him, Mike Newell, could make a. I feel like the tone of like a Goblet of Fire, the Harry Potter film. That's what that. Yep. You know, if I said that, um, where you're gonna have some special effects, but he's gonna be really concentrated on the character. Okay. And the other person who I think would might do a good job of making this character, because a movie like Green Lantern, it can't be all about a fight. You have to have right. like maybe four big action scenes mm-hmm. with the special effects. Everything else has to be grounded. It has to feel like like Batman '89 kind of yep. thing, or even Spider Man mm-hmm. with Tobey Maguire. That yep. kind of sense of I'm with you. you have your action that overload of endless blabbering or like a giant battle at the end, right? With like. You know, uh, Batman versus Superman. None of that. You don't. You can't do that. It's not going to work with them. Not, I agree. If you want it to be like an Iron Man, you got to keep it grounded. The only guy who I think can handle the CGI and all this other crap um, is uh, Peter Weir. That's the guy who did uh, Dead Poet Society, Truman Show. I know it's kind of offbeat, but I feel like that guy would have the restraint. You know, we have okay. a. He would hold. He would have a like a like a giant like those things like on a train that you pull the brake back. He right. would know how to you really use it judiciously. And be like, I really want us to focus on Greenland because you can do interesting shit with him. Because I think PJ, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is I think Greenland is the only maybe not. This might be a bit of a stretch, but I think he's one of the few characters who used their powers to like win a girl's heart. He used it for basically selfish reasons. He did a little so, bit. So yeah. I think that could be very interesting, like to have a movie where it's very grounded, where he gets this could be like, you know, or Hal Jordan or whatever it right. is. Uh, was it John Smith, right? John Stewart. John yeah, Stewart. Yeah. Or or Kyle Rayner, if yeah, you want to yeah, go. Yeah. 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 So I'm, man, I'm thinking. So I, my immediate thought, and and I I've been you know again I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. I'm my sorry, immediate PJ. thought is is Joe Johnston. Oh, okay. Um, I say that he's made a tremendous amount of movies. Here's why I say that. Mm-hmm. His movies, just to make sure I have the right, is uh, The Mummy, right? Am I wrong? Uh, Joe Johnston did, um, the reason I pick him is because he did The Rocketeer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, what, he, what else did he do? Are you have it on Wikipedia? Yeah, I, I pulled it up just so I could give you his yeah. list. But um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. Um, the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Um, the live action sequences of The Page Master. Yep. Jumanji. Yep. Uh, October Sky. Oh, love that movie. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 3. Eh. I like that movie. Underrated. It's, not, it's, under, it's better than the second one. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hidalgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wolfman. Yep. Benicio Del Toro. Yep. yep. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I like that movie a lot. Yep. Um, not Safe for Work, which I have not seen. And The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, which I have not seen. He also, I think, directed a couple episodes of The Young and the Anna Jones Chronicles. Okay. I pick him... Because if we're starting with Hal Jordan, which is what I would do if yep. you asked me to make a, mm-hmm. a Green Lantern movie. Um, That's he, a very good choice, by the way. That's a great choice as a director. That's excellent he, uh, choice. The, the Rocketeer has a lot of elements that would apply 
to Hal Jordan. Hal yep. Jordan is a fighter pilot. Yep. You know, he has no fear. He ha he can fit, you know, a lot of willpower. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities between um, that character and the character of the Rocketeer. Um, I think he has a knack for superhero movies. He's Like I say, he's done Captain America. Yep. He obviously knows how to do um, uh, franchises and, and things yep. like that because he's done Jurassic Park. Um, mm -hmm. So I, and I, I think... Uh, I think that that's kind of where my head first went. That's a great choice. For real, uh, no bullshit. Because you think about The Rocketeer, that movie too has its moments and then it has its grounded. You right. gotta, in my opinion, to make Green Lantern work, you can't just have him use it. It's going right. to get too much. It's going to turn yep. into a kid. It's going to like, sort of turn into the mask, and, honestly. And the second thing that I thought of, um, and I don't know I don't know if it's just, I'm, I could be crazy. Because there's nothing in, in his repertoire or his uh, his catalog <laughs> of films that would make you pick this person. Right. Though I think he would be a, I think he would make a very interesting movie. Is Ron Howard? Yes, PJ. What a um, great choice. Oh my God. Yeah, I love uh, all our choices, but yeah. yours are for some off the top of your head right now. Yeah, good was, heavens. Um, when I think of some of the movies that he's made, they don't scream right. superhero. Um, I think. I thought I was trying to think like who has a good grasp on space, and I'm thinking Apollo 13. Yeah. Not that mm -hmm. it was a space or science fictiony movie. Right. Um, he he did direct the Han Solo. The right? Han Solo movie. I mm -hmm. by the way I like that Han Solo movie I've a lot. I've never seen it, but I know people. Uh... I, I know people shit on it. I happen to like it. I don't know how much I like of it is his and how much is the former director. Yeah. Who kind of got kicked off, and I forget who it was. Mm -hmm. Was it? Andy Muschietti? Yeah, it was remember. two brothers. I think yeah, it was I two friends. Who it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think uh, I think that movie was 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 good, and right. I think the parts that are good are probably his. Um, but I, I just think of some of his other movies, and they're all they're all good, right? Mm -hmm. Backdraft. Yeah. Um, Cinderella Man is one of my favorite oh, yeah. movies. That's a great film. Uh, I think that's that's one of my favorite movies I think of all did, time. Uh, what was it? Cocoon, right? He did Cocoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did the Da Vinci Code, right? The Grinch, what Jim Carrey? Yeah, he did. That's his as well. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of great movies. I think, I, I think what makes Ron Howard so good is I think he has a good grasp on characters. Yes, I think mm -hmm. he really does a great job on characters. I think he. As an artist, I think his films always look very good. Um, but I think he understands characters well. Yep. And I think a movie like Green Lantern should not rely on just a bunch of green they CGI. Can't, it cannot, I, it will I, right. not work. I think <laughs> you, work. you have it to care work. about the character first. Mm -hmm. And you need... The Green Lantern as a character is very flawed. He's a flawed yeah, yeah, human yeah. being. Mm -hmm. He's Especially if we're talking Hal Jordan. He's not mm -hmm. a stellar human Right? He's right. not the best. Mm -hmm. um, he's great at what he does for a living, mm -hmm. but then you yeah. take him out of that and he's kind of not the best. Right. So you need someone who really can make that character be relatable and likable while still being right. kind of shitty yep. while he's learning to be a hero. And yeah. I think and Ron Howard could do that. Yeah, and I, totally, I love the reasons why you said that. And I think, too, when if you're going to use the ring, you know, because you start using it like a like a child's toy, so it's right. not going to work. You have to almost make it like if the if when he when the person uses the ring, it's almost like you're using the the power of an atom bomb or like right. Uh, if listed lightsabers were actually real, you can't be going around just, just swinging swing. around. You can't do right, it. right. You got to you know even if you're using it, you could actually cut your own hand right. off. You know, so like you have to use it when you're using this. You got to make sure you know how to use it right. So that's why you have these small action scenes when you're using the thingy. Like yep. 
Um, so and I, like and I think make him, he doesn't melt himself. <laughs> I, I feel like those two people that I that I picked. I think your picks were great, also. Um, I, I just when I yeah I had to pull that one out of my out of my back pocket. Wait, let me tell you, man, those were great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's who I would pick. Great stuff, PJ. Um, but yeah, for folks who are uh, listening, check out these unknown comics. You know, let us know what you think about. You know, uh, who would you have direct Green Lantern? Um, that's about it. Thanks for joining us. It was sensational, PJ. I loved it. Um, it was a great time. I like I like this episode because I like talking about comic books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know the deal, folks. Same time, same table. See you next week. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.